Welcome to Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. I'm Christy. And I'm Bill. We're husband and wife. We're also psychotherapists, spiritual directors, and the founders of Soul Shepherding. We're glad you've joined us on Soul Talks as we invite you into our home to share our hearts and our intimacy with Jesus in life, love, and leadership. Bill, I've been watching you this week carry around a little hand cross. Many times this week I've looked at your hand with the intention of maybe taking it into mine, or <laughs> <laughs> and I've seen that you've got this little olive wood hand-carved hand crossed in your hand that you're clinging to, you're holding tight to. Yeah, it's helping me hold Jesus in my heart and to give thanks to him for going to the cross for us, dying for our sins because he loves us so much. And as I see you gripping that hand cross, it helps me to remember too, because I, I have to say every time that I notice it, I find myself thinking, oh yeah, I've kind of forgotten, sadly, uh, how quick and easy it is for me to just take for granted and forget what Christ has done for us. It's really helpful to have little reminders that jog our memory to shoot up a little prayer of thanks and praise to the Lord and Certainly, this is a great time of year to do that as we're heading into Holy Week. It is, and I, I need those reminders because I think that more than just the easiness of forgetting and the distractions, I think there is something in me that also maybe purposely avoids thinking about the cross because it's such a gruesome and hard suffering that Christ endured. And, you know, just in general, I don't like trials. I don't like suffering. I don't like hard things. Mm-hmm. And yeah. T- tell us more about that. Well, it's, it's always been something I struggled with. You know, when we watch movies that portray Christ's suffering, mm-hmm. you know, on the one hand, I always think, well, you know, this is significant and important, and I need to re- remember it, and I need to know about it. And it does increase my sense of true godly sorrow over my sin and gratitude over God's mercy to me and does kind of self-correct some of my blindness to my own sin and in my heart or my need for God's forgiveness. But it's really sickening and painful to contemplate or to think about the incredible sufferings. I'm a strong feeler, and I empathize and sympathize pretty easily with people when they're suffering. So I find myself, you know, feeling pain in my body and feeling sick to my stomach and just, you know, wanting to turn away from it all and wanting to focus on, phew, that's over glad that's past and <laughs> wanting to just think about it. it's all good now you know God made it all good now it's all good now and that is true and yet you know I'm still following him in ways that involve some suffering in my life in your soft heart and your sense of mercy for others you really absorb deeply the pain and torture that Christ went through I do and sometimes that weighs you down Definitely. It even depresses me. Mm-hmm. It can depress me for days or even, I mean, the season of Lent, you know, and contemplating that. I have to be careful because I can fall into a depression. I can get lost in that. Yeah. It seems like maybe it taps into some of your own pain and suffering or that of people that you're listening to and your work with soul shepherding. Yeah. And I actually can get so focused on the pain and the suffering and the difficulties that I lose hope. Yeah, it's just that the heaviness of that weighs on you and you lose perspective on for the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross. Yes. And we can miss the important point that even as Jesus is experiencing so much 
pain physically and even more than that, spiritually, as he's taking on our sin for us, that he's not overwhelmed by that totally as much as it is overwhelming in one sense. And he's in anguish as he's wrestling through the weight of the cross in the garden. And he's feeling certainly the excruciating physical and spiritual pain as he's dying on the cross for us, being crucified and so forth. At the same time, he's in the kingdom of God. He's trusting in his father's love. And there is a a sense of purpose and meaningfulness and even peace and joy that he has mixed in with all of that pain and all of that dread and all of the difficulty that he's going through. Yeah, and sometimes there's a mystery there for me in understanding that. I think what helps me understand that most is thinking about my own experience with childbirth Hmm. and, you know, the suffering, the pain of that, that that natural, and yet the joy and the anticipation of being able to know that this was all a part of giving birth to the child that God had created and intended for us to partner with him and being hospitable to it. <laughs> yeah, and so knowing that pretty soon you'll be holding that precious little child that God has created in your womb helps you to get through the pain of labor. Right, yes. Yeah. So that rhythm of the cross and the resurrection uh, is like that. Yes, it is. Yeah. So we were having a conversation the other day around the kitchen table that actually inspired this Soul Talks on trusting the risen Christ in trials. And we were talking about Easter and sort of a stressful family situation that's connected with that. Tell us about that. Yeah, I think I was kind of in a place of stress and sadness and grief and frustration and just, you know, I was feeling sad for a friend of mine who's really going through a, a hard time right now, uh, a lot of grief, a lot of loss in her life, so, you know, the people the very most important closest to her. And then at the same time, she's really been betrayed in her career and at work and wrongly persecuted and you now has lost a job and just really feeling sad for her and concerned mm-hmm. for her. And you know, thinking about this Easter, how, you know, two of her closest, most loved people w- won't be with her, you know, and just the sadness of that and then the insecurity that she has in terms of just even her livelihood and being able to provide. So I was feeling sad for her and then the stress in our situation and thinking of feeling the pressure and desire to want to be able to be a great hostess and lead our family well in mm-hmm. celebrating Easter. And really grateful for the family that I grew up in and how that was done so well. But now, you know, I'm, my grandparents are gone and my father is with the Lord. And, you know, so wanting to bless my mom and my children now are adults and wanting to be able to be that great hostess of leading our family in a really meaningful celebration of Easter. And yet it is stressful and complicated because there's now there's all these independent families and how do I bring them together? And mm-hmm. it's hard enough just to really focus my heart purely enough on worshiping and celebrating Christ in the midst of my daily life struggles and, and distractions, but then to lead, you know, our children and parents and family, you know, towards that like I so want to. And I was, you know, I was feeling I was feeling inadequate to do that, and I was feeling overwhelmed in doing that. And then there were some other situations that were presenting challenges for me with that and not sure how to do that. And so as I was sharing with you just some of my emotional process, processing aloud with you as you were holding that space for me, like we talked about before and offering empathy, you said to me, well, Christy, maybe 
what's really most important for us and the best opportunity for us this Easter is to just really appreciate the risen Christ's presence with us in our trials. And when you said that, I thought, yes, <laughs> yes, that's helpful. That's, that's right. That it helped to focus me, to reorient me, because I was disoriented and I was focusing on the wrong things. Yeah, and I think the first thing was just that conversation that we had that went quite a while. We're sort of volleying the ball back and forth there as I was listening to you and empathizing with the stress and and just feeling with you similar hopes and aspirations around uh, being a blessing to our family and hosting and so forth. And yet the complexities that are present in our life situation now and uh, wanting to uh, work that through well, we were in that together as we were sharing. And I was trying to draw you out and validate your feelings and help you not sort of sink into discouragement or stress overload with that, but just to know that you're not alone. And yeah, then in the course of that conversation, it occurred to me that, well, what we really wanted to do was to uh, lean into the presence of the risen Christ with us for Easter. And that that was the greatest way to celebrate Easter and that we could lose touch with that just in the stress of what we were sorting through there. Yeah. And the vision of that, I think really helped me to set aside some time for prayer that I needed to really pray and share my heart and my fears and my concerns and my desires with the Lord and then to listen to him. And that really helped me to realize that, well, the opportunity is for me right now to trust Christ with me. And so that was really helpful for me to take some time for that. And then, you know, there was some time with some anxiety was building, some I was having some strong emotions and I was feeling like, you know, I need an ambassador of Christ with me. I need to reach out to a person who can listen to me and pray with me. And so I did that. And you know, I called a dear friend who I trust, a great spiritual friend, and said, you know, do you have it to listen to me about something I'm having a lot of emotions about right now? And she did. And she listened and she prayed. And you know, that really helped me too, to be able to Again, connect with Christ. Sometimes that connection I can do alone in solitude and silence, but sometimes I need an ambassador of Christ to reach out to as well. So I think this is a great illustration and encouragement that you're giving us, honey, in that you're facing the temptation, really similar to what you were sharing earlier about the, uh, the cross of Christ and his sufferings and so forth, but the temptation is to get discouraged by a particular trial, in this case as a, as a personal stressful situation. Mm-hmm. And if you just kind of are left to your own thoughts and feelings about that, you're prone to start swirling and sinking down in that and getting overwhelmed and sort of negative about it. Maybe you just try to put it out of your mind and just sort of keep functioning and doing the things that need to be done that day, but it would be weighing you down. But you've learned not to do that, and so instead you talk with me, you talk with your friend about how you feel, you sought that compassion, that emotional validation that you needed, and that is helping you now to face this situation and to do it with joy and love in your heart. Well, yeah, but list the our listener idealized me. I, <laughs> I did try to kind of ignore it and push it down, mm. and I did have some really anxious dreams one night Mm. where it was all coming out and really clear and just, it was disturbing. It was clear that I need to deal with these emotions because they were coming out. The spirit of truth deep (laughs) inside of you, it's praying with groans even deeper than words surfaced even in your dreams, the the themes 
that were going on in your life. And so you had yet another opportunity now to pay attention to these feelings and this stress in your life. Yes. Yeah. And so processing that and bringing it into relationship with people you trust helped you to connect with the Lord and his loving presence with you. Yes. And so this is like moving, uh, you're taking up your cross with Jesus, facing a difficult trial and facing it honestly in terms of the emotions and the impact it's having on you. And now you're pressing into the sunrise of Easter morning and the, the resurrection through God's love coming to you through people who are listening and caring and praying for you. Yes. And then that helps you now to be blessed, to be a blessing and to be in a position where you can overflow with the grace and goodness of God to people around you, including when it comes to Easter Sunday and we'll be hosting family. That's right. But still, I will continue to need to depend upon Christ with me, his power, his spirit. I can't depend upon my flesh. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so easy to get caught into that, whether it's hosting people for a meal and celebration in your home on a holiday, or whether it's, uh, in your case, in a, a counseling or spiritual direction conversation with someone that's hurting, or whatever it is that we're doing, we can forget that the Lord is with us and that we really need his presence and his power and his joy to deal with this situation well. Yes. I get so quickly thinking like I'm alone, like it's up to me, like I've got to figure this out, or I've got to do this, or I've got to make Easter happen and special. I've got to figure out the puzzle pieces of how to bring everybody together or consider everybody I'm concerned about. I don't want them to be alone or left out and how to make it all work with all the complications of the families. And and yet when I feel that anxiety about it or even the anxiety about the meal or some of those things, you know, or I start to see these Pinterest ideal decorations and meals flashing before me and I feel this pressure like, oh no, I've got to, I got to make it look that good or, you know, I start to realize that, oh, I've lost sight of Christ with me, the most important thing. I'm not trusting him anymore. I'm trusting myself. And that's why I'm holding this hand cross, because it reminds me, I I catch myself holding it, and I go, oh, yeah, thank you, Jesus, for your cross. Thank you that you're here with us now. And even in this conversation, that's helping me to remember, well, you know, it's not just Bill and Christy here talking to our listeners. We're in the presence of the risen Christ And we are trusting in you, Lord, that you are speaking the word of encouragement or guidance that is needed to our friends. We've got a few minutes left, honey. Tell us about your meditation on John 1 that you were doing the other day. I think that was really fitting with our theme here. Well, that's really been helping me. It's one of the ways that Christ has encouraged me through his word this week. We're taking a seminary class on the Gospels, and the Gospel that we were studying this last week in our class was the Gospel of John. We've been moving through each one of the four Gospels. And our professor is this amazing scholar, and he reads the Old Testament in Hebrew and the New Testament in Greek. And Mm -hmm. I just love listening to him read these scriptures to us out loud in these languages, and he's translating as he reads it, but you would never know he was doing that. You would think he was just reading an English Bible because he's so good at it. Mm -hmm. But I see his Bible, and I see it's not English. And so as he was reading John 1 this week, and he said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was before God. And then he went on, and I was like, before God? What? What? No, 
oh, he must have translated that wrong. The word was before God, you know, and I started to get hung up and I like stopped listening because I was tripping up on what he said. You were thinking as though before meant like historically, yes. like in time. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Jesus was before yeah. God the Father. Yeah. yeah. And so then I, you know, why, why would you read it that way? Was that a mistake? And so somebody else in the class must have felt the same way because she actually asked him and she said, you know, you said before God was before God. And he said, yes, that word means before, like think of in front of, face to face. And yes, yeah, so it's like Jesus, uh, the word, the eternal word was face to face before God the Father. Yes. And I just loved that. And it was just like all of a sudden in my mind, all these memories went off in scripture where it talks about being face to face with God. Or I started to think about all the ways Jesus talked about his relationship with the Father. And I was like, yes, that's what he's saying. I'm face to face with my Father. And then all the more the meaning of the gift of what Christ has done for us so we could be face to face in relationship with him and the Father and the Spirit. And just the gift of that. And even just there again in John, you know, as we've been reading the Gospels, we watched the Gospel of John together a couple of times this week yeah. because that's helped us. You've been listening to it out loud on Audio Bible. But just again, seeing that in John 17 and Jesus' prayer for us and for his disciples, he's talking again about that face to face relationship, that intimate relationship. Yes. Love that intimacy with the Lord. And that's. At the heart of this rhythm of Good Friday and Easter, the, the cross of Christ and his resurrection, our great God, his grace to us, how much he loves us. So closing thought for our listeners would be, there's a simple prayer exercise you might try where you just hold into your mind on one side. Just think of your mind as having like two sides, like you've got two windows on your computer screen that you can toggle between. Well, imagine that in your mind, you've got these two windows, and in one window, you've got the cross of Christ, Jesus dying for your sins to reconcile you to God, his great love for you. And then on the other side is the empty tomb with light bursting forth, and Mary Magdalene and the other women coming into the empty tomb and discovering that Christ is risen, and to just see those two great movements of our Christian faith, and just to be able to go back and forth between those two, giving thanks to Jesus and giving thanks for his cross and thanks for his resurrection. We want to live in the presence and power of Christ, our Lord and Savior. Yes, Lord, we do pray that each one of us this week would not miss the opportunity to remember that you have made the way for us to be face-to-face in relationship with you that you're that present and that intimately involved and connected and loving each one of us. May we be present to you and responsive to you to worship you and to trust you. Ready our hearts, Lord, to celebrate your presence this Easter definitely, but also every day in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We've been encouraged to hear from many of you who are enjoying Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. Did you know that more people will be able to enjoy this podcast if you subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher Radio? And even more people will be able to join us if you'll give Soul Talks a star rating and write a short review. Until next time, let's continue our conversation with Christ.